folks, it's Thursday, 4 p.m. Central. I'm Fred McMurray. This is the Pillars of Franchising, where we broadcast the secrets of success. I'm actually in the same room with my co-host, Ray. How are we doing, Ray? I'm doing great. And how are you doing, Fred? I think that's the big question right now. Um, well, as you notice, I've lost actually at least 10 pounds. Um, that's halfway to what the doc told me. Uh, go and see the cardiologist next a week from tomorrow. Um, had a had a bit of a scare on the way to Chicago, and then I, as I got to the LAX airport, flew into LAX from uh, San Luis Obispo. I figured out I'd left my nitroglycerin pills, so uh, the flight from LA to Chicago was a bit nerve-wracking. But found a CVS drugstore open New Year's Eve, got them filled, and haven't needed them so. That's the best type of pills you can ever have is ones you don't have to take. That's right. That's right. So how's the weather here, Ray? Well, we've got something you haven't got. Snow, rain, and rain. Overcast? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it because it's beautiful weather outside. I think it's 45 or something like that degrees out. And uh, obviously, we have the rain, but that means we, at 45 degrees, we don't have the snow. snow. I, I don't mind snow, but it turns to snur. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the snurt as I came in here. So I uh, pointed out to Michelle and said, look it, it's the beginnings of snurt. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that back there. You realize, I think, in the last four days, that I've, five days that I've been here, you've had more rain than I think in two years of California rain? <laughs> hey, franchise owners, how is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. Let's start with that. Let's get going on that. Fastest right. lab. All right. Well, uh, fastest labs, uh, uh, we come across, uh, uh, you know, about, about over a year ago, uh, we came across the franchise where, uh, my sister and I actually owned the franchise. Um, we wanted to get into business together and we, we found this model, uh, seemed fit with, uh, we're looking at a couple of different, you know, home health care, senior care, and a couple of different type of businesses. And then we found, uh, fastest labs as one of the models, and then uh, when we were doing research into the other businesses, uh, you know, just quickly realized um, the opioid crisis and all the people that are, you know, affected by drug use and how it's uh, uh, manifesting itself into, you know, construction sites and uh, factories, warehouses. So uh, we, felt, we felt that, you know, this is something that's uh, – we found unique, um, something that a lot of people are personally and professionally are affected by it. So thought that this could be a good uh, service industry that we wanted to get into. Um, and uh, a little bit outside of, you know, 
the normal franchise models that you hear about. So we 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 thought that you know this is something that we come from a community that believes in giving back. So uh, you know we came across drug testing and uh, got ourselves in this. <laughs> so it, it, it sounds to me like this might be something of, of a great opportunity because the the laws in the state of Illinois. I, I presume are you located in uh, the Chicago area? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we're in the northwest suburbs, so our office, our clinic is uh, located in Elk Grove, Elk Grove Village. Okay. So right Elk by there. So uh, as you're probably aware of, the state of Illinois' laws have changed regarding uh, marijuana. And how does that, do you think that is something that's going to be of a great concern to employers? So laws of uh you know legalized recreational and medicinal and uh you know uh, marijuana use have been in place for many years in you know uh, states like California and you know Colorado and uh places that so uh the that has been in place so the regulations that are 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 also uh been in in position for employers to continue drug testing uh, which they have been, because the the important part of it is, is it goes back to say if your drug policy um, is that uh, drug and alcohol policy is that you can't show up to drunk uh, work drunk, it's the same thing under the influence of alcohol be the same thing that goes to you should not be coming to work, you know, uh, under the influence of any kind of uh, you know marijuana and things of that nature. You shouldn't be doing that. So is it a growing concern amongst employers? Yes. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, I think my, my, our approach uh, with this model is to educate our uh, employers because people have questions. Uh, you know, should they be testing? Um, if they're testing, are they doing it the right way? Uh, so, yeah, that to, to, to answer your question, it is a big concern, uh, and a lot of people are uh, curious about what, that means for their workplace. Uh, so, so when you say testing the right way, what do you mean? Sorry, say that. Repeat that one more time. When you say testing the right way, what do you mean? So, the the issue with uh, truck testing world is that. Uh, uh, providing the employers with the proper information, meaning for both employees and employers. Uh, oftentimes, uh, employers are uh, uh, given the not the proper information. And, and what I mean by that is that uh, when someone comes in for drug testing, our process is that the, the process that we follow is the standard, which is the highest standard, is the DOT standard. Department of Transportation has its guidelines. So we followed that to the T. Uh, to make sure that when someone comes in for testing, uh, we are following the proper chain of custody. We're, pro- we're providing the right information to the employee as well as the employer. Uh, when the employee comes in and let's say they had, uh, they're on some kind of uh, medicinal um, uh, prescription meds that they're taking for a recent surgery or, you know, for a condition, um, a lot of time what we have found that and, you know, things that I've read about and, and also is that due to the lack of proper testing uh, and proper the following the proper uh, procedure, uh, the employers are not provided with the proper information, which then in turn causes missful firing. And then when the, that happens, employers are, they find themselves uh, in the middle of a, a huge lawsuit because the, the testing facility fail to provide the proper instructions or get the right information from the, the, from the donor, which is the employee that came in for testing. So, for instance, if someone comes in to our facility and asks, if, you know, I mean, they come in for a drug test, uh, and it is a you know lab-based test. Your analysis. We always remind remind them that if they are taking any kind of prescription medicine, to have that readily available in case the medical reviewer officer contacts them. So then 
they can verify that if they are non-negative for a substance, if it's due to prescription use, that information is attested with their report. So then the employer is not, you know, it's properly educated in that sense. And the person who is coming for testing is not going to get fired because, you know, what showed up on their drug test is due to medicinal reason. And they have a legitimate uh, prescription for it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, uh, well, part of our policy here is that we will do testing if there's an incident. So if there's an accident, uh, uh, including a vehicle accident or someone hurting themselves mm-hmm. uh, in a home. Uh, mm-hmm. And you do that kind of testing as well, I presume. Uh, but do you provide a kit for employers? Uh, because obviously it needs to be done within a, a certain amount of time. Is that correct? Yeah, so post-accident, you, we do... Uh, we do do post accidents, so and we do for reasonable cause, uh, suspicion or reasonable cause as well. Um, and we also provide a training to employers if they want to uh, go through a certification process or the training process of reasonable cause. If they find someone at the war, at their job and they think uh, someone is under the influence while at work. Uh, you can't just, you know, you can't just point someone and say, hey, you know, I feel like you are drunk or high or whatever, uh, and you can go for testing. We actually provide the proper uh, knowledge and the tools that you should have in order to make that call. Uh, for post-accidents, normally the time frame uh, is, you know, within uh, four hours uh, for post-accidents. So they can come into our office uh, or we can go on site as well. So is that, do you feel that is one of the things that differentiates you from other drug testing companies? And if not, what are some of the things that differentiate you from other drug testing companies? Well, the biggest thing is that what we call it our, our X factor is that, you know, we work with a lot of, uh, primarily we work with uh, small businesses and employers and our X factor is that we see our, uh, we see employees, um, or folks that come into our, our, our clinic uh, within five minutes rather than have, having them wait for 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we report test results immediately, uh, usually before the applicant or the candidate uh, or your employee even uh, leaves our parking lot. Um, and, you know, we meet and beat pricing. Uh, so that's the difference where versus, um, if you were to have them wait um, at a urgent care or a hospital or an immediate care center uh, where they're sitting with other patients. Uh, we don't have patients here because we're a non-medical facility. Uh, so we, we, we do drug, alcohol, and DNA testing here. Um, so we don't have uh, someone who's got you know, a broken bone sitting here or uh, someone with the flu or any other viral where potentially an employee can come in and get sick uh, and when, when they came in healthy and then now they're leaving sick. Uh, so that becomes a, a bit of a peace of mind for employers uh, because our, our fast response, immediate reporting makes a huge difference. So you did a little research before you decided to uh, pull the trigger on, on, on this particular franchise. So, uh, what did you find out? Tell us a little bit about the franchise owner. Well, the fun, one thing is, is that, you know, when uh, I've, I've been involved in other franchise uh, models before, uh, you know, I have some background in other, other franchise. Um, and what I, one that we wanted to uh, do something that had with what we feel and the things that we are doing currently here in Chicagoland area is that, the ability to do something that actually has a bit of a, a give back type of uh, community work as well. Uh, what we liked about the franchise fastest labs is that it's not just, uh, you know, their, their idea is not just to find whoever and just hand them the, the franchise. They actually have a, 
actual screening process that they go through, and they they award the franchise to that uh, to that franchisee rather than just hey, if you just got a big fat check checkbook, you can just own one, you know. So it makes this much reassurance, and then the support is also provided on a good end, uh, and they do too believe uh, that this is something uh, that that should be done correctly because uh, if you think about it, uh, drug testing is something that affects all of us. So, you know, if, if employers are not doing drug testing, if companies are not doing drug testing, then essentially people are driving on the streets, uh, workplaces are, you know, not safe. And so to be a part of that, I think that's, that's the idea that we, we had of this uh, model. And then it was also something that echoed when we met, uh, the franchisor um, and the work that they're doing as well. So I know a lot of listeners who are thinking about franchise buying a franchise are be interested in this. How does Fastest Lab define the franchise territory? I'm not so. So I think that that is more awarded from the from the franchisor. They have a, a system in place. They have a support team that, um, you know, that kind of goes over where you're coming from, where you want to open your location, and then they work with you and, and, uh, and, and, and design that, that territory for you. And I think they would be better suited to probably answer that question for you as well, uh, their process. So uh, we had a couple ideas in, in, our, in our mind, and we went presented to them that this is what we wanted to do. We were able to uh, you know, get a uh, get a good territory in our end. We want it to be in uh, in the uh, industrial aviation and uh, warehouse and all that uh, around us. So we were able to place ourselves in uh, in in the in the northwest suburb uh, of the area, and we're hoping to grow more. So uh, approximately, oh, is it that time? It's that time, Ray. So we want to remind our listeners you can call in at 323-580-5755. We want to thank Link Local Network for broadcasting us. Um, and if this isn't Thursday and you're listening to it, then you can't call in. But here's a word from our first sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. So, back to what we were talking about, uh, Sean, uh, how does the uh, Fastest Labs franchise define its territory? Well, the biggest thing you want to be is that, you know, the, the potential of, of where, who your client base is going to be. Um, so for, for a typical, what we're looking at is the population of uh, what's, what kind of businesses, because we're, we're working a lot with other businesses, right? Uh, we're working with a lot of franchise uh, because franchises also need vendors and service providers. So, uh, when the territory is looked at, so the, you know we're looking at the the business uh, businesses that are around or where what they're going to be around you. So uh, typical, you know, typical are like the contractor, security based companies, DOT regulated companies, uh, staffing companies, HVAC plumbing. So based on those, uh, the highly populated uh, or you know highly present. Uh, type of businesses there that's how they define okay if they uh, if these are the type of businesses that are around you uh, then definitely you're you're going to be more successful opening a location uh, and having that territory uh, in in that in that uh, in those areas 
So yeah, your typeway is defined by a physical boundary or what zip codes or or zip uh, circumference yep. in certain miles. Yeah, so it's it's uh, mainly zip codes also. Yeah. Mm. And uh, how about giving us an idea? What is the franchise? Center? What is what are they looking for in the way of uh, uh, you know who they're looking for and what uh, monetary uh, you know, what is the cost to get involved with that? And are the territories available? Well, right now it's a growing franchise. So last I heard, uh, well, we had our uh, yearly annual conference in October. I believe it's, uh, we hit our 50th franchise mark. So uh, the franchisor is very excited. I think uh, it's, it's a growing franchise. So there are franchises that are, uh, the opportunities are available in, in across the across the United States. So uh, definitely something that you can get the information. It's the same. It's it's the home base is San Antonio. Oh. Yep. So you um you're the sole owner of this, or do you have a partner? So my sister and I own the franchise. I'm impressed. Um, yeah, I couldn't do anything with my sister, so that's pretty cool, dude. That's pretty cool. That's, that's usually what I hear that. when, when I talk to people, when people ask me, hey, are are you the only, are you the sole franchisee? And I don't know, I, my sister and I uh, own it together, and the first thing they I get is like, man, uh, you know, working with your sibling, that must be challenging. And I say, hey, you know what, she practically raised me. Uh, we always had a, a vision that uh, eventually we'll do something together. Uh, and it was just about an opportunity to arise. And, uh, well, you know, we, we are involved in other ventures. Uh, both her and I are entrepreneurs and other uh, uh, different businesses as well as this. So, uh, you know, we thought that, a, you know, we wanted to do something that uh, we can enjoy together. And, uh, you know, we're, we're now, now we're here. <laughs> so, but it, it's definitely, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know. Because uh, if if you're in a business and you're not having a, you know, having fun at the same time, then you know there's no point. So uh, you know we do a lot of different things and uh, we're bringing a lot of energy to it too. So it, it can work, but it takes special people. I do know that there's <laughs> a, a mom in Michigan that are our brother and sister team and appears to be working. Um, here in this office, uh, we don't have a brother and sister team, but we have two besties. And, uh, you know, I think most people would be concerned with something like that. Uh, they, they're, they're best friends, and, you know, one one is the boss and, and, and the other is not. Uh, we, we cleared that up right away, and uh, it's working. It's working very well at this point. Yeah. I think in this office we have pretty much a, a family atmosphere, but uh, one of the things I was wondering, uh, you said you're involved in other franchises, so uh, how much time is required by you? You say you've been in business for a year now. I assume uh, initially it took probably a considerable amount of time, but how about now after a year? Are you spending a lot of time uh, with the franchise, or are you uh, you know, getting out and doing other things? Well, I'm, uh, we're both involved in the fully involved physically we're we're here at, at our clinic at Festus Labs um, and we are so currently my I'm involved in uh, a, a tech company uh, so mm-hmm. that gives me the ability to uh, uh, be more mobile because it's it's uh, it's remote access and, and you know it's just uh, weekly tie-ins and check-ins uh, but we're here for, when I'm out I'm out you know uh, networking and making connections and things of that nature. So that that part of it, you know, we're involved in the community as well. So we we do those things. But uh, we defined our roles. Uh, uh, we have our uh, scheduling between that. You know, uh, one does the operation completely, and the other one, uh, you know, is the handling the growth of the business. So, and that's how we're kind of working this out. <laughs> that's sweet. So. Have you always been involved with drugs? Sorry, there's no other good way to ask that question. Or I should say drug testing, sorry. Um, in California, <laughs> that just means testing uh, security yeah, there. But, but 
right, yeah, let me so, rephrase uh, that question. <laughs> what in your past, uh, what past jobs have you had that you feel have helped you um, become successful at testing drugs or testing people for drugs? I warned you ahead of time. Yeah, let's 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 be clear with the with the with the listeners. I I don't do any drugs myself. I don't get high on my own supply. I promise that. <laughs> but uh, that's not what we do here. We don't test the drugs we test for. Uh, but uh, I was not. I was in uh, uh, investment management prior to me getting involved in this. My sister comes from a nursing background, so. Uh, you know, that kind of paved the way a little bit. And that's why we, when we were looking at franchise, other franchise models, we had looked at healthcare, uh, home healthcare and senior care. And then this fell into it more uh, with something that uh, could have a different type of reach. So um, had, did I have any experience before uh, doing this with any kind of drug testing? I did not. Uh, but uh, we did have to go through a lot of certifications uh, you know, webinars and learning. Uh, and uh, we, you know, I, I truly believe in the fact that if you're going to go into business, you have to learn everything. So I made sure that I myself uh, and my sisters as well, uh, we both gone through all the training. Uh, we, we are and do testing ourselves. So uh, it's a, uh, uh, a lot of people ask me, hey, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of sometimes for some people, it's not easy to say, hey, you're in the, you know, you're, you're, you're working with drug testing. So that involves urine, hair follicle, male follicle, uh, breast alcohol. So it could be uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know we, we, we do it because this is our business. All right. And now, I guess that last you're, you're taking all the I, joy and and allure out of drug testing. Um, but the question I actually had was you mentioned certifications. What certifications do you, do you have, and how do you get them? Well, the the franchise uh, support team sets you up with all of the certifications you need. So they, you know, they, they handle, uh, they help you get all the certifications. So for, for Department of Transportation, uh, in order to, uh, do business with any company or any uh, service providers that work in the Department of Transportation uh, industry agencies, uh, you have to be federally certified to do DOT testing. Um, so also same thing for breath alcohol. Uh, so there are, uh, you have to uh, take the exam and you have to pass the exams and you have to get certified and uh, in order to open uh, in order to, you know, perform drug testing here. So that takes us to uh, a point that uh, that takes. Can, go ahead. No, also from the DNA side, because we also do paternity testing here, uh, collection. Uh, so we had to uh, get certification and training for uh, for being an AABB uh, accredited lab. So our lab partners, we go through training for Quest Diagnostics, Allure, LifeLocks. Those are the service providers. Uh, those are the labs that we work with, um, and they have their own training uh, um, program, and you have to uh, complete their training and pass the certifications as well. So where, where do you see your franchise going with, let's say, in one year or five years, and both or both? Well, we uh, definitely uh, want to, uh, you know, expand uh, and, and definitely want and, and see that uh, we should be opening other uh, offices in the Chicagoland market. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to bring success uh, and awareness into uh, the, the drug uh abusing world we live in now. Uh, so, you know, we're, our hope is to uh, bring awareness and uh, turn uh, naysayers into believers where, you know, we all owe it to ourselves that, you know, people, a lot of people are, you know, tell us that, hey, you know, we don't need to do drug testing because, uh, you know, if I did drug testing, uh, I won't have any employees. To them, I say, you know, that's nice and all, but, you know, you're unwittingly, 
enabling people it's okay to come drunk or high to work and be on the road and harm someone or harm someone at work. So eventually what I see is that, you know, bringing that um, awareness around a lot more. Uh, so the work has just started and then hoping uh, to expand and grow more. Yeah, I, I think one of the questions that comes to mind is uh, you've probably done, I don't know, maybe several thousands of tests by now because you've been in business a while. That's a lot of urine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I go to these, yeah. uh, you know, networking events, well, you know, uh, speaking events, I get to say. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I'm sure there's been some uh, funny things that have happened. So I was wondering if you could fill us in on some of the some of the things that may have happened to some of your clients or discovered. Oh, man, uh, there are a lot of different stories. Uh, but one funny one is is that I get to talk in front of people and I start off with the icebreaker that I'm a people person. And most of the time people get that joke. <laughs> okay, we like you. You can come back again later. Anyone who's going to that one, Yeah, I'm hoping to copyright that. So if anybody else <laughs> in the friend fastest lab model in any other drug testing industry is that, hey, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, but uh, we get a lot of different kind of uh, stories. I mean, I, it, I, enough to write a book already, and I don't even, I, I don't even know what's going to happen, you know, five years from now. I can probably write a huge book. Um, but the biggest thing is, is that, you know, we've, we've had cases, some are, uh, some are very gratifying and some are, you know, eye openers where, uh, we had um, one, uh, you know, we had a case where uh, someone came in and it's hard to tell anything, um, you know, is, is wrong or, you know, they're under the influence and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, they, uh, it does happen often, actually, where when we go through the testing and, uh, you know, they test non-negative or presumptive positive for not, you know, just marijuana, but like four or five different drugs at the same time. Um, and that's, that's scary, you know, amphetamine, methamphetamine, cocaine, and, you know, marijuana, they're all they're, They come non-negative for all of those, uh, you know, and uh, we had one case where someone was brought in on, uh, uh, and I got a, we got a call that, Hey, you know, we have someone that we feel that, you know, we believe that, uh, they were under the influence of alcohol. They were drunk. So we sent them home. And I'm saying, one, why did you send them home? <laughs> you know, and why are you calling me today when you thought they were drunk yesterday? Um, well, I didn't say that, but, you know, that's <laughs> in my mind. I'm thinking, hey, you're calling me today about yesterday. How can I help you? And they said, no, I think they're the person's back and they're drunk again. So I asked them humbly, hey, make sure you drive them here. Don't let them drive themselves so they were brought in the person was brought in and then we did a breath alcohol test and this was on a wednesday at 11:15 a.m and the person who tested um blew 0.127 i thought no. to myself hey where where were you partying at 11:15 a.m on a work day uh, on a wednesday <laughs> but wow. you've been drunk for two days straight uh, but then automatically what we have to do is we have to wait 15 minutes. Uh, that's the protocol. That's the procedure because uh, little, you know, fun fact, if you do a mouthwash gargle or take cough syrup or cough drop and uh, you do a breathalyzer test, you're going to blow over 0.1, over 0.08. That's always the case. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew that, but, if you wait 15 minutes, your body deoxidizes it, and then you should be fine. Like it should say zero, zero, zero breath alcohol content. However, the ethanol that's present in liquor or spirits does not deoxidize in 15 minutes. So the confirmation test we did that, uh, and and the person still came 0.09 something something. So as we all know, you know the legal limit here is 0.08. And this person was already way off at 11.15 on a Wednesday. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have had a case where not so much good story where someone chopped four of their own fingers at a glass cutting company. 
so at a glass cutting factory, yeah. Hmm. Because so they were have a commercial coming up, Sean. We have a commercial coming up. Okay, hold on. Hey, franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to mediavinemarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. Mediavine Marketing. We know franchises and we want to help yours grow. I've got a question for you, I was once told, yeah. this goes kind of along with what you're talking about, the mouthwash. Um, I was told that if you ate, I think it was like poppy seed bagels, <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. you could, is that true or false? Well, it's not a myth. So if people think it's a myth, it's not a myth completely. But it's very hard to consume. You would have to consume a lot of uh, poppy seed bagels unless you're into uh, eating poppy seeds for like some competition. Then definitely you'll 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 show up. But the but the levels would so poppy seed does trigger it. There is a, there's articles that you can find as well. But you would have to consume a lot in order to test positive uh, due to poppy seed. <laughs> I knew that person was. <laughs> I yeah. knew it wasn't that. Uh, we, we were talking a little bit, uh, Sean, about um, how uh, time affects the alcohol. But one of the things that has been on my mind is uh, so someone's a recreational uh, cannabis user and uh, they, you know, maybe, you know, had a few joints the previous evening. Is that going to show up on any drug test the, the following morning? So the detection time is within an hour or hour or two. I think that's uh, pretty much uh, if somebody did any kind of drugs, uh, the detection time is fairly soon, um, and it can stay in their body. Uh, for you know marijuana, I believe uh, it, it does vary based on uh, amount ingested over the time. Um, so recreational, normally uh, drug testing in this world with the, the regulations that are in place. And when we do, if someone does come and say, hey, you know, I do use it for recreational, and in, in, in Illinois so far, it, it, it may not be. I mean, if, if for other states, I. Uh, where there are legal, someone comes and says that. I mean, lab-based test is something that we would recommend because then it shows the levels. Um, So there's a difference between recreational and prescription use versus drug abuse. So if if someone is using uh, high level and high content of it, uh, then that's definitely going to be more effective. uh, it's going to be, you're going to be more under the influence versus if you had, you know, I don't know what, how much it is a little bit or how much of it is, you know, I'm not a drug user, but how much of it is too much use. Uh, but it won't, the, the, there are cutoff levels. So if you do it above that mm-hmm. level, then it's going to show up in, in, in your system. So you would be able to tell uh, the employer if he's doing initial drug testing up uh, for employment whether it is a uh, recreational or it's, it's, uh, um, it's something that, that's habitual uh, and, you know, you'd be able to tell that to the employer? So we, we actually educate employers in that sense because there are a lot of different questions and people are confused as to what is the right policy, what are the regulations. So our approach is always, you know, providing the knowledge base. So, and we get, you know, that kind of information from the, from franchise uh, support as well, because uh, all these things are constantly, uh, new regulations are happening, new laws are coming into place. Uh, so again, uh, we follow the DOT standard. So Department of Transportation is something that has laid out a policy uh, and instructions and guidelines, and, and those are what we follow. So then 
when the employer has a question about that, we always say the best thing to do um, is to go with a lab-based test where a medical reviewer officer can verify what kind of use is happening. So if something does pop up, you know, uh, when we send into our lab after the test has been, after the sample has been collected and specimen has been collected when we send it to the lab, they can then ask um, uh, in detail uh, why if something does come up non-negative and what is it for, if it's for, you know, prescription use or anything like that. And they look at the, the levels and then that is the report that is determined whether it's going to be uh, positive or negative sent to the employer. So then the employers can make the right decision. So and uh, is it the, the state that is setting these levels, or is it uh, you that make a recommendation on, uh, on these levels? No, those are set. Uh, those are federal uh, set uh, levels. We didn't. We don't set them. The, it's it's regulated by the government. Uh, by the Department of Transportation, yeah. So these are state and federally uh, set uh, uh, levels, cutoffs, cutoff levels. So I have a question. Actually, uh, since the heart attack, I'm on multiple, uh, I don't know, I think I'm on eight different medications at this point. Do if I went in and did a test, would those also show up? Well, there are com- so what we test for are um, the commonly uh, between five to twelve, up to twelve commonly abused drugs. Now, depends on your medication. If they are opioid based, um, you know, or uh, hydrocodone or oxycodone based. Uh, medicine, or or if it has any kind of amphetamines in there, then definitely that would show up. But it depends on. That's why we file. We follow very. We 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 provide isolated chain of custody. So then, if that does show up, and if you remember what I said earlier, is that we always recommend uh, at, at, when we do the test and we send it in for lab confirmations, then we inform the, the the employee or you in this in this example to have those prescription available so when they show up as and if they're above the cutoff level uh, the MRO medical army of medical review officer will contact you and attest to that so the employer provided uh, the right information so okay, they're not yeah, mine are like- you're, you're a drug user you're 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 you have the drugs because you need it for your your heart and uh you know i'm, I'm glad to hear that you know that, that you're in good spirits and you're okay <laughs> yeah well i'm alive so that makes uh puts you in a good spirit mine are all things like blood thinners and and all that good junk so no opioids for me um <laughs> wow i almost just got locked out there yeah i was gonna say is that good or bad yeah i, I, I don't know i Hmm. I gotta think about that. Luckily for me, um, being a marketing person and part owner of the company, I don't have to worry about my boss. What can I say? Um, dang. So, Ray, what are the questions you got? This this is really kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Now, it, it, it kind of reminds me we had the uh, gentleman on not too long ago that uh, was starting franchises and uh, distribu- distribution of uh, medical marijuana. Ah, yes, I remember him. He, I had a lot of fun with him. We had a lot of fun. We'll have to get you two on together then. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be a fun yeah. uh, uh, I think if you were... I think a lot of fun. <laughs> I was going to say... Someone's going to test the product. I, I was going to say, you own both franchises. That way you got them coming and going. <laughs> Just open them side to side, yeah. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, I mean that. that that's that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, you bring the testers in. Okay, now you're busted. You're out of here. <laughs> or just open next to a bar, right? So everyone that goes past. Ooh, like, yeah, liquor store. <laughs> 
I know where you're going. <laughs> exactly. I'll hold the sign up. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, the thing is that, you know, a lot of times the question that I get, questions that I get is, are related to the marijuana because it's the, it's, the, it's the cool thing that's going on right now. It's the most topic that is everyone's mind, especially with the, with the you know, uh, the, the, the midterm election and all the new changes. Uh, but those are at least some of my concerns. I mean, the, the worst, the worst things that your your people don't think about are the opioids. Uh, you know, the and then the, uh, and the the, uh, the benzodiazepines. You know, the the your your Xanaxes of the world. You know how kids are getting their hands on it and how scary that is uh, for parents. And we get often we do personal testing in here as well, so we get parents come in uh, and bring their really? kids. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, no, that's about that. That's, yeah, yeah. So besides the besides that, you know, employer side, you know, we we do personal tests as well. So parents, uh, you know, come in for you know if they find something suspicion suspicious with with at their you know in their with their kids or they think that they're uh, involved in the wrong crowd or you know they come they bring them for testing because we can do anonymous as well. So. So okay, um, that makes me ask the question of on the personal. How? What's the? I'll say the percentage, the failure rate you've seen where parents bring kids in and and they fail. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say so far, um, we've we've had a low failure rate. So that's a that's reassuring <laughs> in, in a way. Uh, but we've had some. Uh, uh, some bad ones as well, where you know it, it did come uh, non-negative, and that you know, obviously we we it's it's not our place, so we don't ask questions. You know, we're we're just doing the tests, and then we hand over the results, and you know, it's up to the parents then. But we have a couple of parents that actually um, you know do random-based testing for their kids. Every so often, they're required to have their kids come in, um, and they go through random testing. Man, that's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Do you, is, uh, yeah. Do you take that's, that even further? Do you make any recommendations for counseling or anything like that? Uh, so uh, I have uh, uh, what I have is in, in my office is that we do uh, we in, in our community uh, I'm, I'm involved with the chamber and a couple other things here as well and uh, through uh, my you know I've met a lot of different types of people, uh, a lot of different, you know, agencies. And uh, I am uh, currently, I, I've uh, recently established uh, connections uh, and partnership with, with two facilities that do provide uh, counseling for adults and, uh, and adolescents as well. So, and, you know, uh, anybody that's looking for it, even uh, employers that are uh, looking to find help for their employees. Uh, to because it's uh, it's it's kind of like a mental health issue too, right? If the uh, drug abuse, it's not just you know, it's, a lot of times it's it's put towards the criminalization and you know uh, you look at it in that sense, but it's also people who need help. Uh, so you know, there's a center called Arbor Counseling. Uh, I'm not sure if I was supposed to name their name, but um, and uh, other facilities, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they won't mind. They're good people here in the Chicagoland area. They, uh, you know, so uh, we uh, have a table set up where we just tell people, hey, you know, we have uh, some recommendations. They they take the flyers and their material, and then they make the decisions on their own. So, so Ray, what's your last question for Sean? <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> So, so you've been in business now for about a year, and uh, what are you feeling about it so far? I mean, uh, uh, but you also have other businesses. Uh, as an entrepreneur, how do you feel about being an entrepreneur? Well, I definitely encourage, uh, uh, you know, the people to, if, if you have the passion to, uh, well, of course, anything, you know, that you want to be uh, – it's not just about being your own boss. It's about having the uh, the the independence to do something and help 
create and, and create something, I recommend it because that's something that got me into being an entrepreneur. I like building things and, you know, that's, uh, and creating things. So that got me into, uh, you know, being involved in a couple of different businesses. Um, how do I feel about it? I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's hard work. Um, and, uh, and don't be afraid of failure. Uh, I've had, I've seen it uh, and I've learned from it. So I encourage people actually, and especially uh, the younger generation. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Wow. So, if someone is interested in your uh, business and they need, they need to get a hold of you, how do we do that? Well, they can contact us um, www.fastestlabs.com uh, for uh, forward slash NW Chicago, which is Northwest Chicago. If they want to contact uh, me uh, directly, uh, they can come. You know, they can follow the, the get. To submit their information, I can definitely reach out to them. Um, or if they're looking for franchise um, uh, information, uh, they can go to fastestlabs.com um, and uh, you know they can uh, ask questions directly to the to the franchisor. Uh, if they want to know more about the franchise itself, uh, well, you know, uh, then they, and they want to hear from a franchisee, then definitely reach out to me. I'll be happy to help, talk to them. Or they can contact yeah, uh, your phone number is 847-378-8447 8, is our, our phone number. Excellent. So uh, do you have any uh, recommend any, uh, how should I say, for, for the person sitting on, on the fence, whether he wants to go into business or not, you know, uh, of course, they're getting pulled both ways by friends and relatives. No, you shouldn't. Yes, you should. Any recommendations? Well, I would definitely uh, say that a lot of times people go into business and uh, lead them into uh, with emotions. But you, I would recommend definitely sit down and uh, write things down. Uh, create a business model. Uh, create a, uh, a a plan. Uh, and then, uh, does that plan always? Can you follow it down to the T? No. But if you don't have a plan. Uh, then more often businesses fail than succeed. So having a plan helps. Uh, if and uh, you know just 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 be rep, be prepared. Uh, uh, you get what you put in. So <laughs> that's that would be my my only uh, suggestion and my only uh, my two cents there. So that sounds great, John. Thanks a lot for for being on the show. We're coming to the end of our show and. Oh yeah. I almost forgot about that. You want to go ahead and put that in there? Well, thanks, John. We'll talk to you soon. And right now, we'll see what Holly A. Ford has to say. Hi, this is Holly Ford from Zarian Firm. Trending this week in franchising, investing retirement money in a business. That may seem counterintuitive. The purpose of retirement money is usually to stop working, right? But before you stop working, why not make your retirement money work a little harder for you? With the volatility of the stock market and imminent interest rate hikes on the cover of virtually every financial report, the time is primed to reallocate those retirement funds into a business. There are a few ways to do that. As we discussed last week, you can become an investment partner in an existing franchise. Investment partners inject an amount of capital into the existing business for the purpose of expansion. Owners get the advantage of increased revenue sooner, and investors can get a quick return on their capital. These deals, as we talked about last week, can be structured in a number of ways, including stock options, percentage of annual profits, or short-term repayment plans with a strong interest return. Another option is to invest retirement money into the purchase of an existing business or a new franchise. There are many existing franchises out there that have executive models of ownership. That means that you have the option to hire a management team and have very little involvement in the administration and operation of the business. If you're interested in learning how you can find good investment opportunities or executive franchise models, connect with me through the Pillars blog or send me an email to holly at zarianfirm.com. 
Now for today's two-minute topic, I can see for miles, successfully creating a portfolio of business investments. Hitting the chart in 1967, the Who's lyrics strikes a hammer at today's topic. The lyrics in there, you thought that I would need a crystal ball to see right through the haze. But in this market, there is no need for a crystal ball. The stock market is about to get sick as the bacteria of hiked interest rates contaminates the bubble. Let's face it, we're not about to earn our way to wealth. That's a mistake millions of Americans make. We think that if we work harder, smarter, longer, we'll achieve our financial dreams. But our paycheck alone, no matter how big, is not the answer. As Tony Robbins champions, you have to make the shift from being a consumer in the economy to being an owner. And you do it by becoming an investor. But investing those paychecks into an imminently sick market is not the answer. The answer is investing in tangibles. So before Father Time dies another death here ending 2018, let's take a quick look at creating a portfolio of business investments. The first step is to create your strategy. This is similar to creating your stock portfolio outcomes, but obviously a little different when it comes to tangible businesses. Then, once your outcomes are defined, you can begin to diversify and allocate. Diversification in business investments seems complex, but it's really not. When a client comes to Zarian Firm, we design for him a strategy of business investments that fall into the following three categories. Businesses in recession-resistant industries, businesses in industries of strong historical growth, and businesses in industries that have a high projected uptrend. We then diversify within each category, creating an alchemy of businesses that represent different life stages of the business, depending on the risk tolerance, of course, of the investor. For example, an investor with business experience and a high risk tolerance may choose a toddler business that he or his team can quickly direct to profitability, right along with a business on life support with the intent to resuscitate it and sell it for a high return. On the other hand, Someone just entering the world of business investments as an alternative to traditional investing may need businesses akin to government bonds in that the return is lower, but the risk also is negligible. This client could then be set up with three franchises with one strong brand, along with a profitable, mature business. Cost for this investment is higher than the previous example, but return is almost risk-proof with continuous gains. If you'd like to learn more about creating a business investment portfolio, connect with me at holly at zarianfirm.com. Next week's two-minute topic is entitled, Go Sell It on the Mountain, Franchise Development Do's and Don'ts. And finally today, our highlighted franchise of the week is Oasis Senior Advisors. Today, 4,000 Americans turn 85 every single day. And for the next two decades, 10,000 baby boomers will retire each day. Even more astounding, the American senior population will double within the next 25 years. Oasis Senior Advisors is positioned as a franchise that obviously has a high projected growth trend. Total investment to own this franchise is in the range of 58000 to 93000 they offer third-party financing, and of course, SBA financing could move you into this business for under 20 k with a good credit score. Give me a call if you want to learn more, 855-733-1337. Again, 855-733-1337, or email me at holly at zarianfirm.com. If you have any questions about this topic or any other question regarding franchising, email me at holly at zarianfirm.com and we can cover it in a future episode. This is Holly Ford of Zarian Firm on Pillars of Franchising saying, see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks, Holly. That was a great clip. We're looking forward to the next one. So, what did we learn today? Well, I think we learned that some of these drugs will stay in your body for a while, but it, it depends on you know what you're what you're doing with them. Uh, whether if, if your prospective employer is going to consider that uh, something that he, he needs to be concerned with. Well, if it's 
a cannabis employer, then, I don't know, maybe you'd have to have stuff in here. You probably want the highest amount possible. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's a question. We, well, we'll have to ask somebody else. So, um, thanks, folks, for listening. It was a, we had a bit of technical difficulties, but we're glad you stayed in. And remember, this is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. I'm Fred McMurray with Ray Pillar, wishing you a great and profitable week, and we'll see you. Oh, Ray's right. Happy New Year to everybody. We'll see you in the new year. Bye for now.